0: Hey, what's up? I wanted to put together a super cut of all of the great AI machine learning and analytics snippets from Tesla's fourth quarter 2021 earnings call that happened just this past week. It's really exciting to see. I think that we can definitively say that Tesla is an AI company is going to become a software company and Elon pretty much uh, said as much on the earnings call. So let's talk about some of the key AI and machine learning components that you should be paying attention to over at Tesla. Let's go over to the whiteboard. Okay, so um, area number one talked about full self-driving capabilities fsd so the tesla fleet or a big chunk of it is going to be able to drive itself autonomously right now it's still in beta but they foresee being able to roll it out to a broader group with just a simple over-the-air update which is going to be amazing so what happens when that becomes more regularly regularly available a lot of questions around what that unlocks new opportunities like robo taxi so the concept that you can allow your car to act as a taxi while you're at work for example that's really interesting so that's fsd and they also talked about another big um, um, item here the tesla bot so the idea here is creating humanoid like robots that leverage deep learning and neural net technologies to do different types of things, and so they would um, um, prototype these robotics within the factory floor, and then think about releasing that commercially to to folks. So that is kind of interesting. I think that's a little bit more far out, but they are seriously talking about that. And what does that do to labor? That's a big question. I don't think I don't think we're really ready for this. These two, I think, are going to be big time game changers but that wasn't it we they also talked about dojo so dojo is Tesla's supercomputer that is optimized for deep learning neural nets. They are leveraging that for FSD, and they're probably going to leverage that for Tesla Bot. But I think the idea here is to open this up to other folks that want to leverage that technology. So they're almost going to act as an AWS. So I would imagine that just like AWS, you're able to plug into their GPUs. You'll be able to do something uh, similar with the Dojo, the, the supercomputer that Tesla is developing. That's really cool. And then they're also changing the the insurance industry. Okay, so um, they're uh, offering insurance to their drivers based on metrics in terms of how safe they're driving their Tesla vehicles. So based on how safe they think you are, they're going to give you um, a premium on insurance. So that those four areas are really huge. Um, of course, there's a lot of great stuff in the in the earnings call around uh, um, manufacturing and logistics and factories. But what I did is I, I put together a super cut of all of these segments where Elon and his team were talking about these key areas. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Check it out. And if you like that, uh, please subscribe and please share. Talk to you soon.
1: Uh, full self-driving. So over time, we think full self-driving will become the most important source of profitability for Tesla. Uh, it's um, I mean actually, if if you run the numbers on robo-taxis, uh, it's it's kind of nutty. Uh, but the it's it's nutty good for, for, from a financial standpoint, um, and I think we are completely confident at this point that it will be achieved. Um, and, uh you know my, my personal guess is that we'll achieve full self-driving this year um yeah with with, with at a safety level significantly greater than, than a person so um it, it, you know the, the the cars in the fleet essentially becoming self-driving via a software update I think might might end up being the the biggest, uh, increase in asset value of any asset class in history. Um, we shall see. So we will not be uh, introducing new vehicle models uh, this year would not make any sense because um, we will still be past constrained. We, we will uh, however do a lot of engineering and tooling and whatnot to create those vehicles as uh, so cyber truck, Semi Roadster, um, uh, Optimus, um, and um, and be ready to bring those to production. Hopefully next year. Um, that that is most likely. Um, but like I said, it, it is dependent on: to are we able to produce more cars or fewer cars? Um, so. Um, In, in terms of priority of products, I think the, the I think actually the most important product development we're doing this year is is actually the Optimus humanoid robot. Um, this I think has the potential to be more significant than the vehicle business over time. Uh, If you you think about the economy, it is the foundation of the economy is labor. Capital equipment is distilled labor. Um, So what happens if you don't actually have a a labor shortage? I'm not sure what an economy even means at that point. That's what Optimus is about.
2: So Very important. Over a longer term horizon, we are quite optimistic about the expansion of margins though. From the hardware side, we are aggressively driving manufacturing innovations and operational efficiency to reduce cost. And with the rapid development of FSD, software-based profits will ultimately become a strong addition to the profits generated by selling hardware. So congratulations to the Tesla team for a terrific 2021, and thank you to our suppliers who supported us. Looking forward to another great year.
1: I'd like to just second the the thank you to suppliers. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of suppliers, were very late, late nights, weekends, vacations um, around the world, and uh, we're very, very grateful for
3: that. Thank you very much. Um, let's go to the Q and A from the investor side. <clears throat> the first question was on 4680 cells, which uh, we already answered. So let's go to the second question. Uh, how is the progress of the $25,000 compact car? Can you give an update?
1: Well, I, I, we're, we're not currently working on that our $25,000 car. Um, we, you know, at some point we will, but uh, uh, we have enough on our plate right now. Too, too much on our plate, frankly. Um, so, yeah, at some point, there will be. Um, but, but I think that's sort of a question that it's it's sort of the wrong question, really. It's the it really the thing that overwhelmingly matters is uh, when is the car autonomous um, at, at the point at which is autonomous, the cost of transport drops by, I don't know, a factor of four or five.
3: Thank you. Uh, the next question is, is Dojo on track for summer 2022? And what challenges, if any, are you working through? Is Dojo necessary for FSD to operate better in cities like New York City? Or, on a separate note, where should we expect the first implementation of uh, implementation of Tesla Pads in your factories? Okay, there's a few questions in there. Six questions. Uh, yeah,
1: Dojo appears to be on track for um, doing something useful in the summer of this year. Um, the I think the threshold that really matters is at which point it, when does it become um, more competitive than a GPU cluster for training um and obviously GPU cluster is getting better so uh it's a moving target but that's that's the the goal I've set for the team is um the um the, the, the Fsd team running our GPU supercluster uh, needs to tell me that they want to use Dojo instead. That's that's where that's that's the that's, that's a you know obvious sort of threshold. Um, and um, I, I don't know when that it's you know like, I wouldn't say like success is one hundred percent certain here. Um, I think you, you we just generally want to overestimate meeting options and underestimate ourselves. Um, but it does seem as though we might pass that threshold next year with Dojo, if you know if we execute well. Um, Dojo is not needed for full self-driving, um, but it it is um, a cost optimization on training vast amounts of video data. Uh, it, it cost optimization also a rate of improvement. Uh, you know, I say so. If you can, if you can train models faster and have a shorter iteration interval, then you can make progress faster. So, um, like, not not everything can be just just, just distributed to a zillion deep GPUs. Uh, so, so there's some elements of serialization there. So, um, and then you know, if Dojo is competitive, then you know, it, it does seem like the kind of thing where. We would offer it to other companies that want to do uh, neural net training. This is very much a neural net training optimized uh, system. Um, you know, it, but it, it, in theory, it should be uh, better than a, a general a generalized computing platform, or say, GPUs, which were not really intended for. Uh, you know, the pixel shaders not not uh, directly intended for. Optimizing training of neural networks—they um, just happen to work better than CPUs in most cases. So, so you can think of like Dojo is like a giant ASIC, um, optimized for neural net training, especially video uh, or video-like things. Um, but as, as like said, it, we're not saying for sure Dojo will succeed. We think it will. Uh, We would encourage those who think this is an interesting problem to join Tesla, Um, and um,
3: yeah. Um, Thank you. And the uh, the first use of Tesla Bot, whether it's in the factory or elsewhere? Yeah, the first
1: use of the Tesla Bot Optimus. The Optimus
3: name seems to be sticking,
1: at least internally. Um, Optimus subprime. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, yeah it, like if if we can't fi- if we can't find a use for it, then we shouldn't expect that others would. So, the first use of the of the Tesla Optimus robot w- would be at Tesla, um, kind of like m- moving parts around the factory or something like that.
3: Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, And the next question on insurance, when do you plan on having your insurance service rolled out in all the states? International rollout timing in markets that have Tesla insurance, what kind
2: of uptake rates are you seeing? Yeah. um, We currently offer Tesla insurance in five states in the U.S. Uh, Four of them are telematics, which is Texas, Illinois, Ohio, and Arizona. Um, And then California, which has a, a more standard insurance offering based upon regulations there?
1: Uh, It should be clear, like we're pushing very hard for California to change the rules to allow uh, informatics, which basically means that, you know, you're, you're as safe as your driving is measured. So, um, I think this, the the, the current California rules are contrary to the best interests of the consumers in California, um, and,
2: and should be changed. Yeah. And that's evidenced by what we're seeing in Texas where we've been in this market now for about three months. And what we see in the data is uh, the frequency of collision by folks who are in, who are given a feedback loop on how they are driving is quite a bit lower than the frequency of collision otherwise.
1: Yeah, and so- we give people direct feedback on whether driving is safe, and if they drive safer, they, their insurance costs less, so they drive safer. <laughs> it's great, it encourages, Tesla insurance with informatics and real-time feedback encourages safer driving and rewards it, I mean,
2: monetarily, it's great. Exactly. Yeah. And so we see that so far in Texas, um, take, take rates have been quite strong. Uh, we measure this uh, on the conversion rate from when folks uh, quote to see what their monthly rate would be at the starting point to, to what percentage of them purchase. So we're very encouraged by the interest that we're seeing in Texas. And then we've had enough history in Texas to see what does the loss ratios look like and how do the economics of the program work. And you know we're on the right track there as well. So we're comfortable with what we've seen in Texas to move as quickly as we can to scale this across the U.S. Uh, specifically on the question about when we will be in all states, you know, this is a slow process because of uh, insurance being regulated at the state level. And so we have to go through each of those processes with each of the departments of insurance at each state. But our internal goal here by the end of the year is to be in enough locations that 80% of our customers within the U.S. Uh, could choose to sign up for Tesla insurance if they wanted to. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty around that based upon the regulatory processes, but that's our goal. And then as we make more progress rolling out in the states and each incremental state becomes a a little bit less effort than the prior, that's when we'll turn our attention to to the Europe market. Uh, We might be able to do that by the end of the year, uh, starting to get work on Europe by the end of the year. We'll, We'll have to see how we progress in the U.S. We obviously as a company are gonna be driving to increase margins as much as we can, but I just wanna be realistic that we're launching two factories simultaneously here and it, and it unavoidably will add cost to the business as we do that. Um, and, and as we look further out, uh, and Elon mentioned this in his opening remarks as well, You know, the, the software portion of the business, I think is the one to really pay attention to as, as full self-driving uh, features uh, uh, get rolled out to more and more folks. I mean, for me personally, I prefer to drive my car with the FSD beta on. I think as more and more people experience that, take rates there, and then as we work towards the robo-taxi space, there's, there's actually quite a bit of upside on margins from a software perspective.
1: Yeah, I think basically everything pales in comparison to the value of a robo-taxi or for self-driving. I mean, it's just, it just, I mean, that just tends to overwhelm everything. Um, you just go from having an asset that is, has a utility of perhaps 12 hours a week for passenger car to maybe around 50 or 60 hours a week. So 5X increase in the utility of an of, of the asset. The cost didn't change. Yeah, so. That that's where just things just you had you know it's kind of blows your mind.
3: Thank you. And uh, the last question from uh, investors is: Elon mentioned level four autonomy could be achieved this year. Is it based off initial FSD beta rollout experience, or is level four ability predicated on Dojo being complete and online? As mentioned earlier,
1: Dojo is not required for full self-driving. Um, you know, it, it, it should have a positive effect on the cost of training you know, networks. You know, the, the, it's not just a question of like, does this, does, because you get, you get to full self-driving, but really kind of like the march of nines of reliability, is it 99.999% reliable or 99.99999%? Reliable? This is, gets nutty. so. We obviously want to get to as close to perfection as possible. Um, so, uh, frankly, being safer than a human is a low standard, um, not a high standard. <laughs> People are very, very lossy, often distracted, tired, you know, uh, texting. Uh, anyway, it's, it's remarkable that we don't have more accidents. So. It's uh, it's it, 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 yeah. It so, so actually being better than human, I think is relatively straightforward, forward. Frankly, but uh, how do you be a thousand percent better or ten thousand percent better? Uh, yeah, that's that's what you know gets that's much much harder. But I think anyone who's been in the FSD beta program, I mean, if they were just to plot the progress of the beta in interventions per mile, um it's obviously trending to you know a very small number of interventions per mile. And and, and the pace of improvement is fast. Um and there's there are several profound improvements to the FSD stack that are coming in you know, the next few months. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I would be shocked if we do not achieve full self driving, safer than a human this year. I would be shocked.
4: Uh, yes, thank you for taking my question. Uh, I have two, please. First, you you spoke a lot about FSD. Um, and how the economics could be very attractive going forward. I'm wondering if you could just share what your current attach rate might be for FSD on your vehicles or Uh how to think about the progress of your attach rate or revenue in FSD, let's say in 21 versus 20, um, and um, how much deferred revenue um, uh, for FSD was drawn down during the year. And I have a follow-up, please. Thank you.
1: You know, I, th- I think the FSD stuff, you really don't want to be looking in the rear view mirror. Um, it will not be a good indicator for the future. Um, you, this is you need to look out the front windscreen. Um, so, uh, because it is such a profound step change. Um, I mean, effectively, long-term, every car will have FSD. You know, so, um, and the value of that will be a, a very big number. Um, you know, it, it's like, if you just look at this as asset utilization and you have a passenger car, which normally is driven maybe one and a half hours a week, a, a day on average, maybe 10, 10 hours, 10, 10, 12 hours a week. A lot, of, a lot of cars in parking lots. You know, so we're spending money, not just driving the cars, but storing them all over the place. Um, we can get rid of a lot of parking lots if you have a car that is operating all the time. Um, well, there will be a challenge with traffic. Uh, so, you know, we've got like this little tiny baby company, the boring company, which I initially started as a joke. And, and now, <laughs> but now it's. I think it actually could be quite essential to alleviating the insane traffic that will happen when cars are autonomous, because you reduce the pain of of travel and you reduce the cost of travel so dramatically that there will be a crazy number of cars on the road. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be. I, I think it will be cheaper to go point to point with it with a robo-taxi, which is an autonomous Tesla, which every car we've made in the past three or four years will, will be capable of that, uh, than, than a bus or a or a subway. But this, it'll cost less than the subsidized value of a bus ticket. So if you're to go to take the pool, I'm not going to take the bus. <laughs> you know, if, if it costs you, I don't know, for argument's sake, you know, two two bucks to travel 10 miles point to point. Nobody's taking the bus, especially in cold weather or it's dark, or maybe a little bit dangerous or like, hell of that, you know, to door. Uh, people, just, people just do not understand how profound a change this is. It's not, it's not like some little feature. It's like the most profound software upgrade, maybe in history. Um, millions of costs suddenly have what, four or five times the utility than they used to have overnight. I don't actually know how to quantify that financially, except that it's some big number.
4: <laughs> okay, thank you for that. Um, Elon, I was wondering if I could just follow up and ask you you, you talked about your product roadmap and and also your goal to keep growing at at fifty percent per year or better. Um, that would put you at three point two million vehicles and or more in twenty twenty four. And I, I think you made reference to Cybertruck. You know, maybe being two hundred and fifty thousand vehicles. Um, if if there is no twenty five thousand dollar vehicle being worked on, is it? <laughs> really realistic to think that you can sell more than 3 million vehicles with two very high volume cars and cyber truck in 2024, or how, how, how do we, how do we think about that or, or what else is missing in that equation?
1: Yeah. I mean, it it is apparent from the questions that the, the gravity, the gravity of full self-driving is not, um, it's not fully appreciated. Um, you know, if an asset has five times more utilization than the, it, it fact, It's like it's like dividing the cost of that asset by five. So, if you have a fifty thousand dollar car, it's like having a ten thousand dollar car, or of a sudden, but but maybe better, better than that because still you don't need anyone to drive. So the person can be engaged in productivity or amusement instead of having to, you know, onerously drive through traffic. Um, so it's probably better than five times. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, if, if the cost of our cars did not change at all, we would still sell as many as we could possibly make.